Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Even the closest of friends may not necessarily share all the secrets of their life story. Some may hide their secrets out of fear or shame. Others have past experiences too painful to re-examine. And there are those who hold secrets more important than friendship or love. But for the most part, sometimes their past lives just haven't come up yet. One such person with a past not explored has been Bogrim, longtime friend of Raal and Aima. Bogrim grew up without parents and with shady role models on the streets of Hearts Hearth. With no home and no family, he survived muggings, sickness, and a rather volatile relationship, all of which could have easily made him angry and bitter. But instead, he decided that this way of life would not stand. He pulled himself out of the gutter through blood, sweat, and no small amount of lonely tears. During his early years of finding his feet, he found a group of people who were trespassing through his basement. Rather than tossing them out, he gave them a chance to explain themselves. They had a purpose, they had drive, a mission that required pain and sacrifice, all in the name of protecting Bikram. The more they talked, the more that Bogram felt he had found his people and his purpose. These people would have his back, and he had theirs throughout his life before he went to Fausum. No matter what they asked, he would do his best to comply. And the day on which we begin this particular story is no different. A friend in need asking for Bogram to have their back. Who is this friend? What favour is this, you might ask? And what does it have to do with our other brave adventurers? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome to Bogram's Backstory on the Lucky Die.
bother. Hey, you little beggar. Oh, it's you, you wee lass. I've got a message for you, Mr. Bilgrim. What is it coming? That really old drow man came back. The one with the scar on his face. The really long scraggly hair. He told me to tell you to meet him in the sewer and your house. All right, thanks for letting me know, kid. My friend Julian, who says you're a real adventurer. Are you a real treasure hunter, Mr. Bogrim? Do you have any stories? Have you got any real treasure? I'm sorry, what are you nattering about? You're always going away to find treasure, right? My friend Julian says there's treasure in Hearth's Hearth, but then he might be telling fibs. Oh, he did now, did he? What kind of treasure is that? Enough talk of treasure. You'll be on your way back to your ma now. It's pretty late. Come in. Don't spend all this at once. Thank you, Mr. Bogren. Well, I'm here. Now, where the fuck are you at? Bogram, that you, you little bugger? About time, Lohir. I thought you just opt and died on me it took so long. As usual, son, the sight of you makes me wish I had. What's up, old man? How's the family keeping? My boy's boy just had his first kid, a girl. Heading back for the naming ceremony to give her my last acorn of remembrance. So old, I reckon the next funeral will be mine. All right, enough small talk. Congratulations, old man. Right, let's go on with it. Get you back to this ceremony in one piece. That would be nice. So long as you don't fuck it up this time. Here. You made your arrangements? Not yet. Haven't really started it. We safe to talk down here? Of course, I sent the anti script. Because for this one, you're probably going to need to die. Excuse me? I don't bloody think so. Well, tough. We got a lead on where the relic is. What relic? The relic. Keep up, son. The higher-ups found out its location is written on an ancient scroll. But it's in someone's bag of holding. That means some poor sap has to go to the stalking plane. Are you fucking joking me? And that poor sap is gonna be me? Sorry, kid. How fucking short is this inflammation, Lohir? I love you guys, but the stalking plane? On me bloody own, I bet? You're fucking kidding. All for some flaming scroll? You'll have help in there. Help? Shit, fuck me. Wandering in the bloody stalking plane looking for some fucking scroll. Am I gonna die? Come on. No fucking here. Shit. Will you stop swearing, you ungrateful little ingrate? I only said you're probably going to die. And I also said you were going to have help in there. Stop going off on a rant. Not the only one getting screwed by this mission. They're sending you two, aren't they? I'm the only one who has been to that plane before. Sorry to say, son, you're one of only a handful of active members this far out. And, Tom, damn it, I trust you more than the others to have my back. Low here, old man. 
are you, not the leadership, not those faceless fox, you. Are you sure we have to do this? This is the best lead we have had in years, Mogram. We know how to activate it, but that's useless unless we know where. Aye, that's bloody true. Ah, that's true. And the word is that all the omens are seeing nothing but darkness on the horizon. Every prophecy, every vision, every foresight-based ability or spell all feature dark clouds. We have to find it, Bogram. Even if it costs us our lives, the entire point of this group is to bring this to light, to activate it when it's truly needed. If we don't, everything we've done, all those awful things we've done to people, will have been for nothing. Are you really sure? Are you really sure? I'm sorry. Alright, I guess we're doing this. So how the fuck do we get to the stalking plane? And most importantly, how do we do it without dying? Ah, that's better. Now those boring, secretive, are you my client talks are done. Hello, I'm Emil Scott. Pleasure. You set up in an... in an inn? The Dark Boar Inn has been a favourite place of mine for many years. I did a favour for the owner a little while back, and he let me use the basement whenever I'm in town. But that's neither here nor there. My friend told me to expect a middle-aged drow and an old-aged dwarf. Hey! (laughs) Bogram, you're the old man now. (laughs) I presume wires got crossed. Who do I have the pleasure of conversing with? Fate Forger. Midnight. Why don't we pretend that I have very little information on what it is you need from me? What is it that you think I can do for you? We need to get to the stalking plane. Well, that's very simple. But I doubt you need my help to kill yourself. We've been told you can get people's spirits to the other side and then pull them back again. No spectre, no bloody dying involved. So don't play coy, just A little get... respect, boy. I'm sorry for my old-age companion. He can be a little gruff. Not old. But he is... Ineptly trying to say that we just don't have time for these games. Games make it easier to enjoy life. Such fun things. Makes life worth living. But I get your point. What are you trying to achieve over there? Why is that important? You understand we have to be a little discreet. Well, we we all have secrets. Your intent is very important. If you intend to bring a soul back with you, then that's one type of spell with a myriad of requirements before we even start. If you intend on talking to someone who is still in the stalking, then that is a simple spell which I can perform. But if it is with someone in Cicero or Bellum, then I'll have to prepare a potion and a spell. 
if you wish to get a glimpse of the stalking as a way to calm your nerves about death, then there are a variety of things we can try. So yes, your intent is extremely important. We need to find a scroll within someone's bag of holding. Oh, espionage, is it? No, no theft. I'd love to take it, but at the very minimum, we need to see it. One is inherently more dangerous than the other. Do you know why thieving from the stalking plane is considered impossible? No clue. Of course. Because of misinformation and ignorance. It isn't impossible to steal from the stalking. It would just result in your death. Stealing items would infuriate those who call it home. The guardians of the tiny rifts that bags of holding create. The pixies of fate weaving. The shadows of misfortune. The elixir of surprise. They hunt you down across the plain and see you suffer. Unless you take the right steps to circumvent that, of course. Well, shape. You mentioned there might be a way around it. It's never worth the cost, in my opinion. And my opinion is the one that counts in this matter. What is this scroll? If we see it, we can write what we saw the moment we return. The stalking is dangerous enough without tempting the inhabitants of the stalking to make my retirement short, bloody and swift. A wise plan? Right then. I just need to know a few things. Have either of you been there before? And how long do you want to stay? Just the once. We have to stay until we find it. Oh. Then this is going to require some skill after all. This one is to create a tether to your soul, Mr. Midnight. This one is to tether yours, Mr. Fate Forger. And this will take you to where you want to go. That's blood, but it's not supposed to roar like that. Never mind that. What the hell is swirling inside it? I've never seen blood split around. What the fuck is that? You're witnessing a very interesting phenomenon. Blood of a unicorn combined with the crushed petals of a simple bluebell can shield the essence of a spectre from damaging our reality. When I say two, I require you to take a deep breath, as much as you can breathe in, and then let all of the air out of your lungs into your glass vial, please. That's all you need from us? No bloods, no spit, not a hand or anything? No, no. The breath of life is all I need. When you need to return, just say my name aloud and I'll have you back in a few seconds. You'll be immediately conscious when I pop your soul back into place. Takes the body a few minutes to recover, however, so you'll feel a little nausea. Fairly important question I feel I need to ask. What happens if you get busted whilst doing this? I can get you back into your body, not a problem. So long as the tether remains unbroken, you'll be fine. And if it's broken? Then I assume we're going to be set adrift on the stalking plane. Oh, that smile isn't comforting. That's the general idea. Unless someone has informed on us to the authority, no one will disturb us down here. Tark, the landlord here, knows better than to allow intrusions. Now, gentlemen... Let's not keep the stalking plane waiting. 
You're aware that the native inhabitants of the Stalking are not pleasant creatures, correct? I'm aware. I know the risks they pose. Well, I bloody don't. Might be nice if someone clued me in on this risk. Just don't let anything kill you. Wait, what? No time to lose, you say? Let's get going then, shall we? Mr. Midnight, if you wouldn't mind taking the deepest of breaths. No, no, wait. I think I need this shite explained. Shut up, Fate Forger. How about you just do as you're told for once? A deep breath, you say? That's right. <sighs> and into the bottle. No, no! What the hell are you doing? Stop! Stop it, Emil! No, here, just don't let him! Stop this! He'll manage to preserve us! What? What in the gods' names was that? Not gods, Mr. Fateforger. Just a man with the power to wield the forces of life and death. He's not breathing. No, he's not. But he's safe for now. It isn't safe for him to be there alone. He'll need your help. Are you really going to let him face the horrors of the death plane without your help, boy? Fuck me. Okay. This won't hurt a bit, but you might feel a tingling in your extremities. Take a deep breath. <gasps> and out. Dog eskus nerting gin dragul sothiana. Inni thrith quasos to flos kernan moon thith farak. Thartel thrak vakini moth nifninu awufarium thrininum. Lofty thou stool king through fell through and disobey. What is this place? Why is everything so slow? The inhabitants might hear you. Time works differently here. Come, let's walk and talk. This place is too cold for my old bones to be doing nothing. Waiting for you did not help. I think I need a minute. Sorry, old friend. What happened to the callers? I thought they'd be more... Why can I see you lying on the bed? Why can I see myself lying there? Oh, Tom, why can I feel that scratchy wool blanket on my face? The stalking. We're in the stalking. Come on, sit down for a moment. There we go, son. The stalking is only a thin membrane away from the physical plane. So thin, only spirits can pass through easily. Time is different, colors distorted, that sort of thing. Just breathe. I can see me corpse. Feel my body on the bed. I thought there'd be an angel of death. Mist, darkness. That's what people see. Only for people who break through in the traditional manner. You good? Hey. This way. Oh, here. 
You just walked through a closed door. We're spirits, Bogum. Spirits. So, this is the stalking plane. Without the bells and whistles a day in then. Not as dumb as you look. By all means, thanks, Low here. I'm right now. I just needed to get my bearings. Oops. Sorry. Now, where on this freaky plane are we going? I'm going to perform a little scrying spell, but I'll need you to watch my back once I find it. I'm going to be practically blind. So what do I do if something comes? Run, and pray to whichever of the gods you've done favors for to help you. Could I hit him with my great axe? Should have figured a dwarf was overly attached to his great weapons. Shut up. You'll be glad when can are and I see your life. No wonder it's here with you in spirit. Because of course you're the kind of dwarf who names his weapon. Shut up. I thought you were supposed to be tracking this scroll using your all-so-powerful fear magic. Let's just get on with it. Did you find it? Yes, it's not far. That direction. Bogram. Hi. A little help. I can either see around me or see the scroll. Right, sorry. Mother, wish I could scratch my nose. I'll just general of my hair, my face. Some nasty looking buggers ahead. One looks like a stumpy looking dwarf made of black smoke and glowing green blood in its veins. Ew! That skin! Should sit surface. Either way, it appears to be boiling. Oh, gross, it just spat something. Ah, oh, shit, that's fizzling. That looks dangerous. Mm, shadow of misfortune, maybe. How about we just avoid that one? Oh, shit. What about the others? Right, um, there's this delicate-looking old creature with grey skin, like purple blotches or patches or something on it. There's a hook nose, really big eyes, long, scraggly, dirty, blonde-looking hair. Looks like it's holding two of those knitting things, but they're all bit nash. Oh, fuck, that ain't holding them. That's his arms. No, here. Why are his arms that long? Yeah, look off. Sorry? Pixie of feet-weaving. Oh, we avoid that one too. Tales tell of the pixies flying through our lands, hunting people down and removing their souls, slowly burning them with soul fire. Ah, okay, if we have to piss one off, we do the one that will melt us instead of removing our souls from existence. That sounds fucking horrible. It does not look good. Alright, I think we're close enough now. I'll drop this spell. Please? 
Okay, son. You see that first rend in the air? Aye. It's directly underneath that. There's a pile of goods with a scroll on it. See it? I one problem. Yes, Bogram. Right where that shadow is. Shadow of misfortune, I think you mean. So... What? I got us this far. You're the fighter. What do we do? Well, yeah, I fight, but I'm a fighter, not a thief. I'm the brains, not the brawn. I don't know how to fight or steal things. A smart old man would have bought a bloody thief. I can't stealth in there and steal it. I couldn't even if I did have bloody cover, which there ain't. What makes you think you're going in alone? I need to see it too. Come on, son, keep up. Double our chances of actually studying the thing. Who makes a bloody plan that relies on the fighter stealing something without any fucking cover in an unknown area with fucking soul-ending enemies and expects to go with two? Fuck me! Well, I do! I thought you could handle this pressure. This ain't pressure, mate. It's bloody lunacy. I'm not psychic, son! I didn't know exactly what we face. Why bring me? Why me, you prick? I don't have these skills! Because I trust you with my life! That's why! Good! Because I wouldn't want you to do this alone anyway! Hey, Move! What's the plan? I'll get their attention. I'm faster and younger. You go get the score, tell me what the fuck it said, and then shout that bloody alchemist's name. Then we're out of here! Right. Hey! Me Kanara, you spider-looking greeting motherfucker! Bogram! Go! No, no, no! Come here, you bastard! Bogram! Thanks. No time, get up! I'll start looking. Shields! Catch! Fuck yes, a shield! Oh, I needed this! Good while it lasted. Have you found it yet? Yes! Here, read! I can't read and fight, old man! Just read it to me! Part of seam. Temple deep within the ground, guarded by interskeletal guardians. Traps of fire, chair of death, armor stands. Here, the final room, mirrors. Gotta be good enough. Time to go. Emil Scott, get us the fuck out of here. Any time now. <laughs> Not so big, are you now, Look, you overgrown? There's more of them coming. Emil, Emil Scott. Emil! Emil Scott! Fuck Joss! Ugh. I've had enough of this shit. Run, I'll draw them away. No, Bogram! No! You've seen the scroll. You can find your way back to the inn. Just go, you old fat. I'm not leaving you behind. You get back to that little ass. Name her after me. Bogram! No! Come here, you fucks! Stop running away, you bastard! I taste better than him! 
Come on, hit me! Hit me! Help! Something's wrong! No him! I can't feel my body! No him! I'm coming! Get out! You are disturbing my work. Hey, I'm sorry, sir, but under the laws of the dusk, we're to take you and your clients into custody. Into custody? My clients are simply sleeping. Look, here. One of them is coming around right now. Oh, fuck. Feels like the worst hangover. What happened to your face? These outstanding inquisitors decided that sword stroke to the face is their preferred method of talking. They are accusing us of performing necromancy at sword point. How else would you explain all these bottles and dead things? Bottles are simply containers with specific functions and designs. I need them. I am an alchemist. Put those swords down and we'll talk. What happened to Lo here? Ah, the unconscious drow's name is Lo here. Right. And your name, Dwarf? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to answer you if you have a weapon drawn on me. I've seen far things worse than a dwarf and an elf armed with short swords. What's this? Wait, a broken veil. They broke it when they tried to search your bodies. There was a little scuffle. Seems that your necromancer is oddly attached to those vials. <laughs> We're not giving a necromancer a fair shot. No way. We're not taking chances with their sword. Not a chance in Bellum. Suppose, necromancer. Innocent until proved guilty, right? We were just sleeping, honest, see? Super sleepy. <sighs> no need for swords. You two ever seen an alchemist shop? No? Well, they have all sorts. I drank a mixture of chicken shit, ram's balls and... Moonbrood elf wine. Would I admit that I drank elf wine if I hadn't? I've got a reputation to uphold. Please, there is nothing untoward happening here. My clients just wanted to share dream experience. Nothing more to it. He wanted to see what being a dwarf was like, living under the mountain, inside, instead of under the moon and stars. I want to know what it's like to dance moonclad. <clears throat> We'll need to seize this stuff. Have our mages check it for traces of necromancy. They can certainly try. I beg your pardon? They can certainly try. I'm interested to know myself. Be careful with it, though. You already broke enough valuable things. Fate Forger, why don't you get your drow friend out of here? Let him enjoy his dreams. Well, that certainly is a novel way to enter a person's home. How are you? Bad, judging by the aroma of whiskey. <clears throat> Been better. Oh, his family named the girl Logina. Did you tell them? The truth? Of course not. They don't know who he really was. I'll only break their hearts if I have to. I did try, you know. To see if there was something I could... You want one. Oh. 
Yes, all right. I will have a little one. If I could get their spirit back, but the pixies must have gotten him. Thank you. Yeah, I figured. I saw them firing that green fire towards him. Saw that soul fire, huh? Indeed. I found only tiny burning fragments in the ether. I'm sorry. Never gonna forget those screams. What happened with the roses? Did you get rumbled or anything? There was an unfortunate accident involving my inventory. It would appear they put two normally innocuous ingredients close together, and they created an inferno that burnt everything. Shame. Yeah, shame. Never gonna trust those fucks. They killed him. Someone betrayed us and they killed him. It was an accident. The Inquisitors didn't mean to break the glass. And they didn't know. I'm sorry I couldn't react fast enough. I know. Did you find what you were looking for at least? Yeah. For all the good that will do. I told him and now I'm done with him. I'm out. <laughs> I feel like I owe you somewhat. Losing people like this. Even I'm powerless. It is not a feeling I relish. Is there anything I can do? Let's just say you... You owe me one, won't you? I'll drink to that. After spending a few listless, drunk-fueled weeks boarded up alone in his house, Borogrim finally threw out the empty bottles, cleaned himself up, and decided to take a trip to Fausum out of curiosity. Bogrim already knew the fourfold below the monastery, and he knew a good fight would get him back on his feet. A few years later, Bogrim had once again found himself dedicated to the people who had always had his back, and he pulled himself out of the emotional gutter through blood, sweat, and tears. So when Bogrim met Raujak and Amar, he was more like his old self again, except with a deep ache of mourning and a favour to call in. Thank you for listening to Bogrim's Backstory. Bogram's Backstory, a TLD audio drama. Written and produced by Hem Cleveland. Audio engineered, scored and produced by Neil Martin. Cover art by Jason Basil. Starring the voices of Hem Volonda Cleveland as Bogram and narrator. Dargol Johannesson as Lohir. Jay Shuri as Emil Scott. Holly Billinghurst as Common. Ian Powell as Dwarf Inquisitor. Terence Marshman Edwards as Elf Inquisitor. Special thanks to the patrons of The Lucky Die, without whom this production would not have been possible. Thank you for supporting us and helping us to bring this story to life. Additional thanks to Arch, Casey and Hashtag Hot Chocolate Party. You know what you've done. Thank you. This has been a production of The Lucky Die. Bogrun's Backstory. Hi everyone, it's V here. I 
just wanted to say thank you um, for pushing us to do this. Um, one of our patron goals was to write this, and I'm super glad that you hit that. Sorry it's been a year. It has been crazy. We don't really know what we're doing yet, um, but hopefully we'll have that fixed by Kythea and Caden. Oh my gosh, Talis. Um, so we have those to do, and we want to say thank you for pushing us to do this. We are very proud of this, and we are very thankful for you folks for pushing us to do this, and we really appreciate your support. And also, we need to say a big thank you to our voice actors and to anyone who auditioned, actually. It was very difficult to make the decision on who should be who, and uh, we just want to say thank you to everyone for all the support in this. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, I need to say thank you to one patron in particular, one of our newer patrons, Mercy Morris. Thank you so much. Uh, your support means the world to us. It means we can do things like this and also keep the lights on. So I want to say thank you for that. If you want to go check out the website, theluckydie.com, I'm updating it with things like NPC character descriptions and places. Uh, we heard your feedback from our, our, our survey, so we're trying to move forward on some of the suggestions. One of them was, please put these things back on the website. So I'm going to try and do that uh, as soon as possible. You're about to hear an ad for LGBT and D by Andy Lyon. It's a masks podcast. It's actual play. Go check it out. It's incredible. It's amazing. Go do that. Um, other than that, thank you all very much. Thank you to everyone involved. Thank you to anyone who listens and thinks this is cool. Um, just thank you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome to LGBT and D. We are an all-LGBTQ plus cast playing Masks, a new generation, a game about teenage superheroes trying to make their way in the world. If you like comedy, action, drama, emotion, and terrible, terrible puns, we're the podcast for you. You can find us every Thursday on your favorite podcatcher or as part of the Be Gay Roll Dice podcast network. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.